Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by West Holm. We all know from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. West Holm, which is based in Queensland in the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. West Holm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM, let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about margarine. Yes, it's a long time coming, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I had just forgotten about it, or maybe I was willfully ignoring it. Um, because after <laughs> we did our butter episode, I was like, oh, man, margarine is fascinating. This would be a great topic that's going to take a lot of concentration. So, Yes, uh, which all came to fruition. All is true. Um, and after we reran our butter episode, we were reminded uh, that, yes, we have not done margarine. Nope. And it is indeed fascinating. Um, I was thinking about this. I grew up in a house where we definitely used way more margarine than we used butter. Mm-hmm. Butter was like what you used in your fancy holiday right. recipes that yeah. everyone's going to eat. But like on everyday basis, we used mostly margarine. Yeah, um, for sure. In my household, we had like a like a big tub of like country crock um, mm-hmm. that was used liberally for probably everything. Um, yes, <laughs> secure and comfortable in in the in the idea that it was healthier than butter. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is interesting because we're going to talk about some of the myths that surround mm-hmm. margarine. And there are a lot. And I, I was thinking about that and how, well, we're, when we get to the history, you'll you'll realize why. But it's just fascinating that there's all these myths about margarine and then also this idea, because I heard those growing up. Yeah. That, you know, like flies can't lay their eggs in margarine <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And But I also still somehow thought it was healthier. <laughs> Well, I it, it it makes sense. It makes sense in a way until you realize everything that's going on. Um, but uh, uh, I guess I guess this brings us to our question. Yes, and a good one it is. <laughs> margarine. What is it? Well, uh, margarine is a type of non-milk fat oil product. Um, that mm-hmm. is manufactured to be solid at room temperature so that it can be used in baking and as a spread or, or topping at the table. It's an alternative to or a substitute for butter. Um, these days, it's uh, usually made with plant-derived oils, but it can be made with animal oils, too. Nothing saying it can't. Um, and, okay, so so the thing the thing about fats is that they are generally liquid at room temperature, um, which is... Also tasty, but, like, not really a spread as much as an ooze or, or a seep, you know? Mm-hmm, Hard to take, yeah. like, a knife full and, like, spread it on your bread. Mm-hmm. Seep it on there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Also, it's, it's less good for baking than a solid fat um, because a, a solidish structure um, a, of a fat will interact with stuff like flour and sugar differently than a liquid oil will, allowing you to create uh, baked goods with various textures. Um, see above, re, our, uh, uh, that, that croissant email that we got in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so butter is physically really interesting because, because the, the fats in cream, when you cool them down just a little, like down to like 50 Fahrenheit, 10 Celsius, you know, like enough that like you want a jacket, but you're not like super mad about how cold it is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Those fats in, in cream will start solidifying and thus go from a liquid form into a crystal form that the remaining liquid fats will want to stick to. And it's that natural ability of milk fats to form this semi-crystalline structure when you cool and churn them that makes butter solid and spreadable at room temperature. In order to convince other kinds of fats to do this, it takes a little bit more work. And there are two processes that that scientists have come up with to make it happen, uh, hydrogenation and interesterification. And I, I think I'm saying that right. I did try to look it up. Anyway, um, hydrogenation was the original. Um, interesterification is newer. And all right, y'all, I'm not a chemist. I'm not a food scientist. I, I, I'm not any other kind of, of accredited science human. But but here, here's how I understand these two processes to work. And and this will be important for a number of reasons. So 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 come come with me. Come with me on this uh on this very shoddy interesting journey. <laughs> Shoddy chemistry journey. Perfect. Uh, okay. All right. So in in both of these two processes, what you're trying to do is bring these unsaturated, these liquid fats into a state of saturation. Um, you're making them harder. You're you're raising the temperature at which they want to be liquid to above room temperature, so that they remain solid at room temperature. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. In hydrogenation. This involves passing hydrogen through 
through the liquid oil in the presence of some kind of catalyst that's going to encourage some of those hydrogen atoms to form bonds with some of the hydrocarbon molecules in the oil, um, which will change the chemical structure, which will raise that melting point. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right? In interesterification, um, you're, you're rearranging or replacing some of the some of the bits and bobs within a fat molecule, um, uh, specifically the, the the fatty acids that are attached to the kind of glycerol uh, backbone of the fat molecule. Okay. Um, okay. And so you can you can do this either chemically or with enzymes. But what you're aiming for is to yeah to to reform that fat molecule so that it will have that higher melting point. But to do it. Sort of like sort of like gently using the properties of different fatty acids rather than like really mucking with those acids themselves. Mm-hmm. All right. And okay. this is where my understanding starts to break down. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh-huh. but if I am getting this correctly, in hydrogenation, you're you're changing the chemical structures of the fats to to let them pack together more effectively, making them less slippy and and harder, okay? Whereas in interesterification, you're changing the physical structure, which has the same effect, but is preferred for a reason that I will get to in just a moment. Um, But in the meanwhile, in either case, um, you're going to wind up with some solid fats that you can then blend with other ingredients, um, uh, water, uh, fillers and texturizers, flavorings and colorings, to create a product um, that used to be this liquid oil and is now a solid at room temperature fat uh, that has a creamy texture and is anywhere from like stick firm to tub spreadable and tastes buttery um, and probably looks uh, uh, like cream to yellow in color, like butter but with no dairy fat involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was a roller coaster. Thank you, Lauren. You're welcome. Um, any, <laughs> anyone who, who would, th- this is, look, I, I read a lot about this. Again, I'm not technically a science human. I was an English major, y'all. So, so, like, <laughs> so like if I am misunderstanding something, please do write in and let me know. I would love to. I would love to air a correction if, um, if a correction is out there to be had. Yes, uh, but now I must throw an even trickier question, perhaps, <laughs> at you, Lauren. <laughs> what about the nutrition? Okay, this one, uh, well, okay, it seems tricky on the surface, but it's actually easier once you understand even even just the bare amount that I do about hydrogenation and interesterification. Um, because, okay, and this is why I talked about it, because um, so, so margarine is not a monolith. Um, the nutrition can depend because you can make margarine out of many different kinds of oils using either of these processes. And you can use all kinds of different flavorings and fillers to get the taste and the texture just right. So uh, so this is going to come down, as it often does, to read your labels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because fat is not a monolith either. Um, uh, vegetable oil is generally healthier than animal fats because vegetable oils uh, tend to lower your bad LDL lipoprotein levels and raise your your good HDL lipoprotein levels. Um, and, and, it's, and it's healthier than animal fats because animal fats tend to raise levels of both, okay? The problem with hydrogenation is that it creates 
trans fats within the vegetable oil. And these trans fats are the very thing that helps a hydrogenated oil pack together into a solid form. Which seems cool, but the problem is that in our bodies, trans fats lower your good HDLs and raise your bad LDLs. And that is just nothing that you want. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> um, so, so, the, so basically, the very thing that makes hydrogenation work also makes, brings those oils from, like, healthier than animal fats to less healthy than animal fats. Right. Oops. Oops, indeed. So, in all cases, margarine is like a calorie-dense food, probably. Um, you know, there are different fat percentages on the market. Read your labels, you know, always watch your serving sizes. Uh, but that being said, um, you would be doing yourself a favor if you are going to consume margarine to look for margarines that do not contain trans fats. Um, you, can, you can look on the label for either trans fats or hydrogenated oils listed there, and those are what you want to avoid. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, yeah, there you go. Oh, clear um, as butter. <laughs> clear as butter. <laughs> um, we do have some numbers for you. We do. Uh, Americans consume about 3.5 pounds of margarine a year compared to 5.6 pounds of butter. And this is pretty recent. We talked about that in our butter episode, mm-hmm. uh, that butter is having a bit of a comeback, yeah. a bit of a moment, especially when we have had these conversations around trans fat and what is healthier and all of that. Um, so... The consumption of margarine has, you'll you'll see, and we'll talk about it in our history section, like margarine edging out butter and then butter <laughs> edging out margarine. Yeah, and yeah. This back and forth. Although the, the commercial process used these days, given this whole uh, revelation about trans fat, is the interesterification that does not create them. So most oh, of, most good. most of the time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, in 2011, America's top margarine brand, I can't believe it's not butter, exclamation point, <laughs> sold about $200 million. It's funny because in my house, I feel like we had we had the big country crock tub, but then we had spray butter that was <laughs> oh, like, I can't sure. believe it's not butter. Yeah. Mix it up. Mix it up. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> spray butter in a can. Oh, I hadn't oh. even I hadn't even thought about that in a very long time. It was hugely popular in my house. My little brother especially loved it. And it was just a sight <laughs> to behold, like him just liberally spraying this like <laughs> corn cob. And then like he had a whole method for how to get it to come out faster. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He knew. He knew what he was doing. Hey, yeah. Well, anyway. Enough about that for now. We do have a lot of history to cover. We do, we do. But first, uh, we've got a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm-hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks. But I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, 
I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a saver team trip together. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day, but let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian. Premium cocktails on demand. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, margarine's history officially begins in 1869 France. 
or France. I should just say France. Um, At the time, the Franco-Prussian War was in full swing, and Napoleon III offered a reward for anyone who could develop a cheaper butter alternative for the soldiers and workers. And it, it fascinates me how many times this has been in our history sections where Napoleon was like, here's a reward. Go invent this thing. I need it. <laughs> yes. I need it to feed my my hordes of armies. Like, go. Yes. 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 Um, so, enter French chemist Hippolyte Mege-Maurice, who patented a combination of beef tallow and churned milk as a cheaper substitute for butter called oleomargarine. However... It wasn't as successful as Napoleon hoped or Mage Maurice, who died poor. Uh, this patent was later purchased by Jurgens and Company in 1871, a Dutch company that traded butter. Um, and they were largely responsible for making it mainstream in Europe. Jurgens and Co. would go on to become a part of Unilever, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that same year, 1871, in the United States, Henry W. Bradley patented the process of producing margarine using vegetable oil. The name came from an 1813 discovery of a new fatty acid by French scientist Michel-Eugène Chevrol. He observed this acid had uh, these deposits that reminded him of pearls, so he named it Acide Majorique after the Greek word for pearly. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Margarine made its way to the U.S. in the 1870s, yes. Uh, And 10 years later, there were over 37 companies making it. Uh, One constraint margarine producers faced was the availability, or not, of beef tallow. To solve this, Wilhelm Normann patented a process for hydrogenating oils and therefore hardening them in Germany in 1902, giving us trans fatty acids or trans fats. And yes, this had a huge impact on the margarine market, significantly increasing its availability. Yes. Um, Meanwhile, uh, in the 1920s, we would get the very beginning of interesterification science, um, but it was not applied to margarine quite yet. I love that word so much. (laughs) I really hope I'm saying it right. I was telling Lauren I had never heard of it until this very recording, and I adore it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it means that it's very interesting, although it probably doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Inter-esterification. Uh, oh. So you're, 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 you're getting the esters and you're entering them around I and see. about. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, it would be so much better, though, <laughs> even if it would make sense if it was like, this is really interesting process. <laughs> That's, so we called it interestification or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we write to? <laughs> <laughs> but of course, if they had done that, then our frequent complaint as podcasters is, why doesn't the word for this make sense? I don't know. <laughs> Never happy as food podcasters. We're not. We're not continually dissatisfied. That's us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's us. Um, okay, so <laughs> switching gears. Uh, the Great Depression of the early 1930s bolstered the margarine industry, too, both because margarine was cheaper than butter and there was a shortage of animal fats at the time. And also around this time, margarine was kind of... An unappealing shade of white. I heard like grayish white, maybe like Mm -hmm. a, just a not super appetizing looking thing. So some clever producers of margarine started adding yellow dye to make it appear more like butter. Hmm. Uh, World War II's required rationing of butter also boosted margarine's sales. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that 
I believe it was by this time that butter was also not infrequently dyed yellow or yellower. Yes, um, I believe that is true. Uh-huh. Uh, because that is a part of the natural process of cows that have eaten a lot of fresh grass rather yeah. than dry hay, um, mm-hmm. getting those carotenoids into their milk. Anyway. Yeah, which is something I didn't know, but we uh, fascinated me and made total sense when I learned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's also, yeah, why um, cheddar cheese is frequently dyed orange (laughs) because that's a concentration of those carotenoids. Um, But that's getting away from margarine. Back to margarine. Um, In the 1960s, the aforementioned Unilever began using this interesterification for margarine and other cooking fats like shortening. Right. And a margarine star was on the rise. So much so that by 1969, margarine production in Europe and the U.S. almost equaled that of butter. A little bit earlier in 1964, diet margarine with half the calories was introduced in the United States. At first, the FDA balked at this product, um, but they lost their court case against it when it was ruled a table spread product. Um, To be classified as diet margarine, the product had to contain either half the calories or be 40% fat. Right, because uh, the full-fat product is 80% fat. So, yeah. Yes. Um, and I throw that in there because apparently there were a lot of things that weren't quite that, and they're not qualify as margarine. <laughs> but they're very similar. Um, but, okay, you know who didn't like all of this? The butter industry. Oh, no. Oh, no, they did not. um, Wisconsin passed the first anti-margarine law in 1881, Mm -hmm. and over the course of the 19th century, butter producers successfully lobbied U.S. Congress to level a two-cent tax per pound on margarine, which is about the equivalent of 50 cents in today's money. Okay. Uh huh. And by 1900, over 30 states had passed laws prohibiting adding artificial dyeing um, in margarine to make it look more like butter. And some states didn't stop there, uh, requiring that not only margarine not be dyed to look more like butter, but no, it should be dyed pink. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is so much not butter that it's pink. Yes. Uh, I think they specifically chose that to be like, this is something made in a lab. Look how weird. Um, The Supreme Court eventually repealed so-called pink laws on the basis that forced adulteration of food is illegal. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh, But Wisconsin didn't repeal the law against adding dyes to margarine until 1967. Um, Some states banned margarine completely at various points during this time period, and the Supreme Court ruled in 1894 that dyed margarine could not cross state lines into a state that had laws prohibiting (laughs) dye in margarine. Can you imagine getting pulled over? You don't know. You don't know. You don't think about your margarine. (laughs) 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 And that's it. (laughs) Um, The rhetoric around all of this could get pretty wild, Mm -hmm. and it did. Minnesota Governor Lucius Hubbard said that, quote, the ingenuity of depraved human genius has culminated in the production of oleomargarine and its kindred abominations. (laughs) Wow. Oh, depraved human genius. It's like Jurassic Park up in here. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> and Wisconsin Senator Joseph Quarles said, quote, I want butter that has the natural aroma of life and health. I decline to accept as a substitute call fat, matured under the chill of death, blended with vegetable oils and flavored by chemical tricks. Wow. The chill of death. This is intense. Do they, do you think they know that butter is also made in a cold environment? <laughs> I suspect they might have been uh, being a bit fiery uh, for political hmm. purposes. To be fair, <laughs> I did not look up what temperatures margarine is made at, but I think it is, I actually I think it's higher temperatures anyway. Okay, please continue. Foolish, foolish senator doesn't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cartoonist on the butter side of the aisle drew images of all sorts of things being dropped into butter, like shoes, uh, cats. Oh. <laughs> I mean, not, not butter, margarine. Oh, no, right, heaven forbid. Right, yeah, yeah. Heaven forbid that happened to butter. Um, advertisements depicted all of this too. Um, in some cases, breaking any of these laws around margarine meant jail time and or fines and like steep fines Mm -hmm. and dairy companies employed detectives to investigate potential crimes huh Mm -hmm. and this also led to margarine smuggling within states um, within the strictest laws so some estimates put the sale of so-called bogus butter at 60 million pounds by 1886 Wow. Uh, and some publications dubbed this whole thing the Odeo Wars. I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty intense. Um, not all Congress members were on board with this shaming of margarine. <laughs> um, Congressman Albert Burleson said about it, never in the history of the world has a food product been so persistently and outrageously misrepresented as oleo margarine. Wow. I'm trying to think if that's true. I don't think it has. Like, remember what people said about tomatoes? It's been intense. In general, people get fired up about a food product. They do. They do indeed. And then the Miracle Berry, that one. Right, yeah. I guess sugar in general was pretty successful at... Oh. uh, Anyway. It's definitely up there. I'll I'll give them that. (laughs) Um, And the U.S. was not the only one putting laws in place restricting the margarine industry. Canada banned all margarine sales from 1886 to 1949, the only exception being during a butter shortage caused by World War I. Yeah, uh, Canada also has a huge dairy industry. And, uh, and here, here we enter margarine intrigue. Ooh. So... Before 1949, Newfoundland was still a British colony, not part of Canada yet. And Newfoundland loved margarine. They didn't really have a dairy industry there. It's too cold. And importing butter is expensive. So margarine was way more available, way cheaper. And they fortified it with vitamins A and D, which locals were lacking. And the manufacturing plants employed a bunch of people. Good times all around. Yay, margarine. Um, So there was a lot of margarine in Newfoundland, and there was some serious margarine bootlegging across the border into Canada, up until about a year after they became a province, at which point (laughs) Canada finally gave up and revised the law to uh, leave the manufacture, import, and export of margarine up to the provinces. Wow. (laughs) 
so much margarine intrigue. Margarine Love smuggling. <laughs> yeah. People wanted that margarine. They did. They did. And even after the total ban went away, it wasn't until 2008 that laws preventing dying of margarine were lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, some sellers in both Canada and elsewhere got around this by selling their product with a packet of food coloring <laughs> that you could knead in. Oh, I've never wanted something that I'm going to eat to be yellow that hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially I'm just imagining needing that sounds like such a messy right? process to me. Gosh. I mean, y'all do you if that's what you're into. I, mm-hmm. you know, if anyone has proud memories of needing their color into their margarine, I'm with you. I support mm-hmm. it. I want to hear all about it. Oh, yes, please. Um, I feel like I would have been like, it's fine, the color that it is. This is a fine color. Yeah. <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't yeah, know. Me too. You I know? feel like a lot of margarine I've had in my life has been almost white. It hasn't bothered me. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> butter that I have is almost white. That's true. Good point. Um, okay, well, speaking of, at the same time, <laughs> butter did suffer some legal obstacles of its own. Congress passed a law in 1923 outlawing any additions to butter, even additives that would have helped it be more spreadable. And I know we talked about this in our butter episode, but I love the story so much. Mm -hmm. It's worth mentioning again. Um, In 1955, participants in a senatorial taste test in Wisconsin, which is the dairy state, if you didn't know, um, were blindfolded and tasked with tasting the difference between margarine and butter. All but one got it right. The one that was wrong, Gordon Roselip. He insisted the margarine was butter. Uh, just, just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Oh, which is mm-hmm. funny, eh? Uh, only to find out his wife had been swapping out his butter for margarine for years <laughs> due to worries about his health. <laughs> oh, I do love that story. That is so good. Because mm-hmm. he was so outraged. He's like, no, I, I know so I've had butter. Adamant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He couldn't believe it wasn't butter. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Still, margarine was popular. Mm -hmm. Um, In the United States, margarine consumption per person per year surpassed that of butter in 1965. In the 1970s, the average American was eating an annual 10 pounds of margarine. And by 1975, uh, Americans were eating twice as much margarine as butter. Ooh. Um, Beginning in 1981, several margarine butter products, combinations of margarine and butter, began entering the U.S. market, containing somewhere from 40% butter to only 5%. Uh, And these were popular because they spread better like butter, but they also had the perceived health benefits of margarine. Um, And a number of low-fat margarine spreads, like a 20 to 40% fat, started coming out in the late 80s and early 90s. And um, these gained serious popularity in both the U.S. and the EU. They were um, around 75% of both um, spread markets by 1995. The spread markets. Mm Mm-hmm. And this was at the time of a health movement around saturated fats versus unsaturated fats. Um, Several news stories, articles, charities, professionals came out against saturated fats present in butter, claiming it caused all kinds of negative health outcomes, particularly heart disease, and that unsaturated fats, and thus margarine, these were the healthier alternatives. Mm -hmm. As a result, many fast food companies pivoted to using trans fats over animal fats with the additional benefit that they didn't need to be changed out as much, like uh, the oil didn't need to be changed out. 
Um, Because they can also act as a stable preservative by reducing rancidity, several mass-produced products, uh, particularly baked goods, began using trans fats, too. Mm Mm-hmm. And this whole thing did just about a complete 180 in the 1990s when new research suggested that there was a dark side to the consumption of trans fats when it comes to health. This started to translate into government policy in the 2000s. Denmark almost completely banned trans fats in 2003. Other European countries adopted similar measures soon after. In 2006, the New York legislature banned trans fats from the state's restaurants. And in 2013, the FDA ruled that, quote, partially hydrogenated oils are no longer generally recognized as safe, GRAS, in human food. Wow. Yep. Now, all the articles I found about this, uh, a lot of them were pretty clear on, like, this hasn't necessarily been replicated. Um, Some of these studies people Mm -hmm. were citing at the time had not been replicated and perhaps didn't use the best methodology as always, the saver motto, bodies are complicated, yeah. more research is needed. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember this all. I remember, like I said, uh, hearing that story about, uh, you know, that it was margarine was so nutritionally void, flies wouldn't lay their eggs in it, or um, it's one molecule away from plastic. <laughs> uh, for, for the record, all fatty acids are like one molecule away from plastic. Like that's kind of sort of how molecules work like uh <laughs> yeah. like like the ones that your body makes are the same thing so it's that's not that's not why you should be worried about them right yeah right yeah i found a i found a whole website well article that was just debunking all these myths around margarine and, and that's what uh-huh. i was like wow there really are a lot of myths around margarine yeah. um also another one is that it was originally intended to fatten turkeys but it killed the turkeys <laughs> instead <laughs> Which I hadn't heard, but apparently it was a big thing. Really? Uh, yeah. Why would you feed turkeys margarine or butter? That's not what turkeys eat. They eat your soul. <laughs> turkeys are... <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, sure. Fine. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that got, that got The ulterior motive of this episode was Lauren getting another zing at the turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about it. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> And then I just want to throw this in there because I thought it was funny. In 2002, Parquet offered a margarine in a new squeeze bottle, and it came in two colors, one of which was pink. Really? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) They were leaning into the history. All right. Or maybe they just randomly did it and didn't realize. Or maybe it was like for Valentine's Day or something. I don't know. Yeah, sure. That's great. That's delightful. Mm Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of intrigue of new science words I've, I'm coming away with. Yeah. Um, yeah, same. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, the, the scientific processes that are used for interesterification um, are still developing um, all the time, it seems like. And uh, I, like I said, near the top, I don't understand them very well. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I can't really give you an update, but um, but I will say that I'm pretty sure it was within like the past couple decades, like kind of sort of right around when all of the stuff about trans fats was going down that um that the uh the process that the chemical interesterification was um was being replaced by the much more effective um enzymatic interesterification. For yeah. as much as that means to anyone. 
I really hope there's like one person out there who's listening to this and going like, yes, you're getting it right. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> I was watching you like a student that suddenly in class and is about realizes they, they're about to be called on. And it's like, I do not understand any of this. Please do not ask me. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Um, it, it's it seems like a really cool scientific thing. Like I I don't know. Like it involves taking enzymes from some maybe like fungal microorganisms and like getting them involved in there and doing this stuff. And I I, I love I love some like like microbiology kind of stuff like that. It it makes me super happy. But I also I was I was an English major. I read a lot of Foucault, y'all. Like I mean, like I don't I don't know what to tell you about chemistry. <laughs> yep. Every now and then, there's an episode where I'm like, oh, don't uh, be Lauren in this one, and Marjorie was one. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, that that is pretty much what we have to say about margarine. We do have some listener mail for you. We do, but first we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks. But I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a saver team trip yeah. together. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is, yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go. And I'm hungry. No me passport too. is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin 
Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with... (laughs) It was supposed to be a menacing spread. Oh. Yeah. Because apparently... I I got the menace, and I... And I think I got the spread, but I'm not sure that I put them together in the correct... Yeah. <laughs> That's fair, to, <laughs> to be completely honest. <laughs> have I have ever... I, I can't remember whether I've ever said this, like, on tape that is going to, to, to go out to all y'all, because believe me, dear listener, um, uh, we have some outtakes in this show. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I can't remember if I've said it out loud, but, like, when Annie starts to, since we're talking over Skype right now, when mm-hmm. Annie starts to 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 do the to to voice the listener mail thing, as soon as I start talking, my headphones cut her out. Mm-hmm. So I can't hear what she's doing. So it's all <laughs> her gesticulation that is leading me to make noise at that point. <laughs> That's all I've got. <laughs> I think we should all be shocked that it comes out. Ow, yeah. We, yeah, we deserve more recognition for this. <laughs> you know, I actually didn't know that, Lauren. I think you have told me that, but I didn't understand. Okay, you can't hear me. So I'm glad I'm doing all these gestures yeah. then. <laughs> I was just doing a little bonus. Uh, <laughs> trying to no, communicate my meaning. <laughs> it's critical to the process. <laughs> oh, I am very glad you told me that. <laughs> I'll work on my object work. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, heck. New mission. All right. Anyway. Camilla wrote, I'm a little behind in the podcast and just listened to the ice cream truck episode. 
I was quite surprised that you discussed Mr. Softy without touching on the death threats. What? I know. <laughs> As a New Yorker, I'm used to the ubiquitous Mr. Softy trucks in the summer, including the one that would park outside of my queen's apartment for hours every summer, playing the jingle on an endless oh. loop. It made me want to go down there and threaten to retaliate. That is, until the news broke of the mafia-like way they dealt with competitors. It turns out a former Mr. Softy employee, sick of their high fees, broke out on his own under the name Master Softy. Oh. Ooh, this did not sit well with his former employers, and his fleet of truck drivers reported death threats, cut brake lines, being threatened with pipes, and all manner of intimidation to shut them down. All of which continued even after a lawsuit forced them to change their name to New York Ice Cream Corporation. Wow. There were, of course, also rumors of New York Ice Cream Corporation threatening what would happen to Mr. Softy if anyone was found on their, quote, turf. Oh. Mm-hmm. To this day, whenever I listen to the In the Heights soundtrack, and the Piragua man sings, Mr. Softy's trying to shut me down. I picture the Softy Mafia coming after him. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a suggestion for Lauren's two bottles of capers. Oh. I was making gin martinis on a whim after a particularly stressful day of work and realized that my sad, aged, nearly empty jar of olives had molded. Oh. In desperation, I substituted a spoonful of capers. The results were magic. With the gin that is floral and herbaceous, the subtler flavor of the capers plays along beautifully rather than being too aggressive as an olive might be. Just be sure not to skimp on the vermouth, mm. and it's a beautifully nuanced cocktail. Granted, I have only tried this with the white balsamic brine variety, and I suspect it wouldn't work for something overly salt-heavy. Capers are a staple in my kitchen now for a subtle acid salt note in salads, on pizza, in sandwiches, and of course, in martinis. Just thought you might enjoy. Oh, oh gosh, I do. I've been meaning to get some martini fixins. That sounds delicious. I, I've been craving martinis, which I like to think is more than just wanting to drink a glass full of gin. Um, <laughs> get that salt in there. Yeah, you know? sure. Then the <laughs> olive or not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the vermouth. I also like glassfuls of vermouth. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, Emma wrote, I just finished your recent episode on Victory Gardens on my commute home from my job and thought it was time to send in my second email to you. The first being about Swedish, oh, fika and uh, cinnamon buns almost a year ago. I hope that I'm saying that correctly again. Anyway, okay. Um, Allotments are still very much a thing here in Sweden and they are a hot commodity, even more so this year. One of the big morning newspapers ran a piece about it and highlighted that the waitlist for an allotment in the borough of uh, essentially Hipster Central in Stockholm, is currently 20 to 25 years. Whew. Gosh. Now, on to one of my favorite things, apples. I'm not a big fan of wine, so my wine-loving parents have tried everything to get me to like it. So far, they've only succeeded with some sweeter white wines. In frustration, they offered me some apple cider, and wow, do they regret it now. <laughs> my all-time favorite is the dessert kind the ice cider. It's like drinking a sweet, very apple-y dessert. Uh, highly recommend it to everyone, um, and the process would be a fascinating episode. Okay, and she and she included the, the, the specific um, brand that she drinks, and 
my Swedish is really pathetic. Um, and uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it for you instead of trying to say it out loud. It's B R A with an umlaut N N L A N D. Okay. Yeah. Look for that one. And Look I know that there's that a better term for it than A with an umlaut. I repeat. <laughs> I, I loved it. I understood exactly what you meant. Also, oh. I'm looking at it, so that's. <laughs> that <helps>. um, <laughs> I remember um, Lauren and I. Uh, we went to uh, food and wine at Disney a couple years ago. Oh and right, it, yeah. I, that was the first time I people told me like you've got to try the ice wine, yeah. ice cider. And that was my first time having it, and it was lovely. It was, like, oh, so yeah. So cool and crisp. Oof. Yeah, yeah. It's got this really great, like, um, like, like acid note to it, but it's also so sweet. Um, it's very it's sort of like yeah. a, sort of like a, like a, like a gummy bear in a glass. I don't know. It's, mm. uh, and sometimes they can have those, like, bakey flavors from being, uh, from being oak aged, stuff like yeah. that. Oh, yep. Yep. I went through a serious Oporto phase, um, maybe about a decade ago. <laughs> and had had a lot of a lot of knowledge about dessert wines like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love but, this. You always have a phase. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. And we did the flight, so we got to try a bunch of different types. It was really oh nice. right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And a short one that we wanted to include in here after our uh, call for names for Victory Gardens. That's not Victory Garden. Uh, Susan wrote. Guys, 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 of course the term should be corona crop or COVID crop. (laughs) (laughs) At work, I call the plexiglass shields around my desk my corona cage. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Corona crop. I like it. Corona Corona crop. crop. Yeah. It's got a good good ring. The tracks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) thanks to all of those listeners for writing to Mm -hmm. us. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SaverPod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening. And we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. 
Exclusions apply. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six x visit tomboyx.com 